discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boatim as Christ is magnified in you. Are you glad to be in church? So today I want to share some few things with you that I believe will help you. Hallelujah. So um, we've been sharing on uh, the first principles of the doctrine of Christ. And we've been using Hebrews chapter 6 from verse 1. This will be the last of these series of messages. Have you enjoyed them? Have you learned anything since we... All right, so um, Hebrews chapter 6 from verse 1 says, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works, and of faith toward God, and of the doctrine of baptisms, and of laying on of hands, and of the resurrection of the dead. So this is the, the last one, which is eternal judgment and mind you all these are things that the bible says they are principles of the doctrine of christ meaning that they are the abcs of the doctrine of christ if you don't get this very well you will not be able to combine sentences you'll not be able to form sentences in the lord so all the things you are sharing with you are very important things so even though they are foundation they are actually the major things okay the foundational when we say foundation we are not saying that this is like if you finish learning this you have you have passed you are not a matured person. No. The more you put these things to work in your life, the more matured you become. Like I said, it's, 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 a, it's a dialect of Christ. It's the language of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Today we are going to do eternal judgment. There are various judgments. There are four kinds, but we are going to do three kinds. Okay? So four kinds of judgment. Four kinds. The first one is a judgment of sin. Judgment of sin. Then the second one is the Bema seat judgment. Then the third one is the judgment of the sheep and goat. <laughs> judgment of the sheep and goats. Or it's also referred to as the judgment of the nations. Okay? The judgment of the nations. Then the fourth one, the fourth and the last one is the great white throne judgment. The great white throne judgment. These are the four judgments that we have. Hallelujah. So the judgment of sin... The Bema seed judgment, the judgment of the sheep and goats, or the judgment of the nations, and then the great white throne. The great white throne. So we're going to go through all of them. This first one has been dealt with in Christ. It has happened already in Christ. Sin has been judged in someone called Jesus Christ. Okay? That is why salvation is for all of us now. Salvation is for every human being because Christ was judged on the, on the account of all men. The Bible says that he tasted death for all men. So if you, are, if you are not born again, you have to be born again. The reason why people go to hell is because they have not accepted what Christ did. Christ had sin being judged in him. 
He was condemned. He paid the penalty on the cross, the penalty of the judgment. Every judgment comes with a particular penalty. If you are found guilty, you are punished. Christ was found guilty on the behalf of all men and hence was punished for all men. That was why he suffered on the cross. In 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21, the Bible says that he was made sin. Christ Jesus was made sin. Who knew no sin? So that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Now, there's a lot of things in one verse. He was made to be sin. Christ was made to be sin. He became the very definition of sin. Okay? Go to John chapter... John 16, 7. John 16, 7. It says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. If I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. Then he says, And when he is come, he will reprove the word of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Next verse. Of sin because they believe not on me. So the sin of humanity is just one. They believe not on Jesus Christ. So because sin has been judged in Jesus, Jesus said something in John 3, 16, 17, and 18. Look at John 3, 16. For God so loved the world, that is why he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but should have everlasting life. Verse 17. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned. The one who believes on him is not condemned. Have you seen it? He's not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already. Why? Because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Why? Because the only begotten Son of God has had sin being judged in him. He has been made sin. He died on the cross for sin. There's no reason why anybody should go to hell. He died for every man. He died for every human being. Woman is also part. When I say man, some people, some ladies think that the ladies are not part. I'm talking about men and women. Okay? So sin has been judged in Christ. Now, if you accept what Jesus did for you on the cross, you miss these two judgments. Judgment number three, that's judgment of the sheep and goats, and then the great white throne. Especially the great white throne. You miss this one. If you accept what Christ has done, you miss all the others. The only one you have to face is this one. The second one, the Bimasi judgment. And even that one is not for to judge you unto condemnation is to judge you for rewards. So it is in your own interest to accept what Jesus has done for you. If you are here, you are not born again. You are treading on dangerous ground. If you should fall dead right now, and death does not announce when it is coming, especially for those who don't know death. Do you know there are those who know death? Yeah. Hallelujah. Preach. If you are a Christian and you've read your Bible very well, you will know death. You don't just die. You realize that when death is coming, you would know. And you can push him away and say that it's not yet time. It's in the Bible. <laughs> Go and look for it. It's not part of my notes. <laughs> so if you fall dead right now, because you did not accept that this thing was done in Christ for you, you immediately moved him to this point. Just like that. So it's in your own interest. I'm going to be describing them. As I'm describing them, I'm sure you will change your mind if you are not born again. Because you know that you don't want this one. You would want to. Just, this one is very simple. Just accept what Jesus has done by believing that he actually did exist and believing that he was actually killed. He died. He died on the cross and that he was buried and that he, on the third day, he rose from the dead. Believe it with your heart. And then you confess with your mouth and then you are saved. Then you are safe. You are free from all the problems that can come in the future. Hallelujah. So let's pick the first one. So I'm actually dealing with these three. Okay? 
these three are the most important. So the first one we are going to deal with is number two. The Bima Seat Judgment. Bima Seat Judgment. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10. 2 Corinthians 5, 10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body, according to that he has done, whether it be good or bad. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body, according to that he has done, whether it be good or bad. Romans chapter 14, verse 10. Look at Romans chapter 14, verse 10. There are a lot of references to this particular judgment seat, but these are the two that I want you to see, okay? But why dost thou judge thy brother? Or why dost thou set up not thy brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. We shall all. Say we shall all. We shall all. We shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. The word judgment seat, okay, is the Greek word bima. B-E-M-A, bima. Okay? Not Benz. Bima. Eh? Bima is a short form for BMW, isn't it? That's not the one I'm talking about. I'm talking about the actual thing, Bima, B-E-M-A. It's a word for judgment seat. And it means a foot space. See, a foot space. space. In other words, just one person can occupy that particular space. It's not a large space like this. It's just a foot space. Just one person can occupy that particular space. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it has reference to an Olympic bench. For the purpose of rewards. Hmm? It means an Olympic. You know Olympics? An Olympic bench for rewards. An Olympic bench for rewards. So it's a place where Christians are judged for rewards. Okay? So this judgment is for Christians. It's for believers. It's for believers. Hallelujah. There are two types of benches. There's a judicial bench for judging unto condemnation. And there's an Olympic bench for judging for rewards. This is not a judicial bench. Do you understand what is it judicial? Going to the law courts where there are lawyers and all that, they are judging you, you are in the box. And they are judging you. The bench that the judge sits on to proclaim his judgment is a judicial bench. So the Bema seat is not a judicial bench, but an Olympic bench. Strictly for the purposes of giving rewards. So this is not the place where you are going to be condemned to hell or to go to heaven. No. It's for believers. Believers are not judged for going to the lake of fire or going to hell. Not at all. If you've always had that fear as a child of God, I'm here to announce to you that it is not true. By God's grace. So you are not going to be judged to go to hell. The judgment to go to hell occurred in Christ, and you have accepted him. So you have missed it. You have accepted that what he did for you is enough, and that you can't pay for that price. He has paid that price for you. So you have missed the challenge you would have had if you hadn't given your life to Christ. So you are free, and free forever. Hallelujah. Jesus said that those who I I have saved, I shall never lose, since they are imprinted in my hands, and I shall never ever losing. John 10 what? John 10 26. But he believed not because you are not of my sheep. As I said unto you, verse 27, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me and I give them eternal life. I give them what? If you are born again, he has given you eternal life and I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. 
Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. The word never is ume, ume, eon. It means never, ever, by any means, under no circumstance, not in this age, not in the age to come, not in the generations to come. The Amplified. Okay, let's read the Amplified. It's a double negative, never. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never lose it or perish throughout the ages. To all eternity, they shall never by any means be destroyed. Have you heard it? They shall never by any means be destroyed. So you must be assured of your salvation. It's called the assurance of salvation. There's the security of salvation and then there's the assurance of salvation. This one is the assurance of salvation. You should be assured of the fact that you are saved. And hence, you are secure throughout the eternities. Look at verse 29. My father which gave them is greater than all. And no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. So because you are born again, because you are saved, you have missed all the problem areas. Now, you should be concerned about this particular one. You should be concerned about this particular one. And like I said, at this place, believers are judged for the purpose of rewards. For the purpose of rewards. Okay? We are judged for the purpose of rewards. Say for the purpose of rewards. So the question you should be asking yourself as a child of God is, what are going to be my rewards when I check out of this place? What rewards am I going to get when I get out of this place? Like I said earlier, it is not to judge you onto hell or onto. It's not that's not a time to find out whether you are saved or not. No. At this place, we are finding out whether you are ready to take responsibility for the next age. There's a next age that is coming. There's a next period that is coming. We are in the age of the dispensation of grace. There's another dispensation called the dispensation of the kingdom. Then there's another dispensation called the dispensation of the fullness of times. Then there's eternity. Okay? They are all going to come after us. If you don't believe it, it's up to you. Just read your Bible. You will see that it is there. If you are a Christian and you believe the Bible, it is in the Bible. Hallelujah. So we are judged to see, to check whether we can handle responsibilities in the future. Now, at this particular judgment, at the Bimasi judgment, we are judged as servants, not as sons. We are judged as servants, not as sons. There's an inheritance for all sons. If you're a child of God, you have an inheritance with God, and you are going to get your inheritance on that day. Galatians chapter 4, verse 5. Look at Galatians 4, 5. To redeem them that were under the Lord, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your heart, crying, Abba, Father. Verse 7. Wherefore thou art no more a servant, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. We are heirs of God through Christ. We have an inheritance. Okay, it says we are heirs of God. We have an inheritance in God through Christ as children of God. Look at Romans 8, 17. You see another one there. Romans 8, 17. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. Have you seen it? If we are children, it says we are heirs, heirs of God. We have inheritance as sons. That is there. But there's another inheritance that is reserved for only servants, those who serve the Lord. So the Bima seat is for only those who serve the Lord. The Bima seat is a place to change, to differentiate and separate those who serve God and those who did not serve God. It's a place to separate the overcomers from the normal believers. It's a place to separate those who are sons of God, matured sons of God, and those who are just children of God. They are children of God and they are sons, matured sons of God. You should know that God's aim is not for you to be born again only. 
the born again experience is just the entrance to the house. If you come into this place and you stay at the door, all of us are staying at the door and admiring the door. Will anybody be able to come inside? The purpose of the building is not the admiration of the door. The purpose of the building is to enjoy the things that are in the building. So salvation is just the entrance into a very big place for us to enjoy. And the way to enjoy that big place is by becoming a servant of the Lord, by becoming an overcomer, by becoming a matured son. Are you listening to me? Uh-huh. So being born again is not enough in this respect. You must grow onto sonship. It's called sonship. It's called adoption. I've shared, I've shared it already. It's called adoption of sons. God wants you to come to the place where you rule and reign with him as a child of God. It's called the good pleasure of God's will. And no matter what you do, you will be forced to get to that place. Either in this age or in the age to come. You, every Christian will get to the full stature of the measure of Christ. Whether on earth or there in heaven, you'll be forced to go. Everybody. So there are Christians who don't mind what preachers say now. Don't mind. Thinking that, hey, we are in heaven, it's finished because we have missed the first judgment. Well, there's another place for you to enter. There's weeping and gnashing of teeth in heaven. There are challenges in heaven. It is not flat for everybody. Hey, I've entered heaven. No, how can you think that you and Paul are going to be on the same level? How can you think that you and people like John, John Wesley are going to be on the same level? We'll all be in heaven, but the levels are different. In heaven, there are hierarchy. There's hierarchy in heaven, but no jealousy. There's hierarchy in heaven, but there's no jealousy. You will know who's ahead of you and who is below you. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Do you understand what I'm saying? So how does, it, how does it work? The first thing you need to know is that there's a race that is set before us as children of God. Every child of God must run this race and fulfill the good pleasure of God's will concerning his or her life. Everybody has a ministry. Everybody has something to do in the house of God. Everybody has something to do in the body of Christ. We all have something to do in the body of Christ. That is why in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 10, that I read to you, he says that, for we must all, he's talking to Christians, he says we must all, every child of God will go through this. We must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body. He's talking about the body of Christ, and he's also talking about your body. In his body, according to that he has done, whether it be good or bad. So if you did good things, he will give you a reward for good things. If you did bad things, you will weep and cry for the bad things that you did. What bad things am I talking about? I'm talking about the chances and the opportunities you had to do something in the body of Christ that you ignored. The countless number of times you spent on your bed instead of doing an evangelism and helping someone become born again and raising a person. You remember all those things. I'm going to show you. You remember all those. These are the things that we are talking about. The Lord has plans of thanking you and giving you the opportunity to rule over cities. But it depends. It all depends on what you do with your life now. So there's a race. Say there's a race. First Corinthians chapter 9. Let's read from verse 24. All of us are born and given this race to run. Everybody has this race. Knowing not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize. Then it says, so run that you may obtain. Next verse. And every man that strives for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we are incorruptible. Go back to verse 24. Knowing not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize. There's a race for all of us. I'm not in a race with you. You are in a race with your own self. You must run to obtain your own prize. Go to Philippians chapter 3. 
Okay? Philippians chapter 3, let's read from, from verse 13. Brethren, I count on myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. There's, there's a high calling in God. Okay? The high calling of God in Christ Jesus is for all of us. It's a race that all of us must run. And we must run lawfully according to the, the laws that God has designed. There are laws that God has designed for that race. And if you win your race, you are given your reward. You remember, it's an Olympic bench. Olympics is for running and all kinds of athletics. So there are, there's the same thing in the kingdom of God. There's a bench that God is going to sit down on that he would expect all of us to appear for our rewards one day. Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 5. And if a man also strive for man's streets, yet is he not crowned, except he strive lawfully. Let's really amplify it so you understand it better. And if anyone enters competitive games, he is not crowned unless he competes lawfully, fairly, according to the rules laid down. So there are rules. You must be crowned, but then there are rules that you must go through in order to be crowned properly. Are you following me? So I want you to know that there's a race that you're running. Whether you know it or not, you're running it. You are inside. It's just like gravity. Whether you know gravity is there or not, gravity is still acting on you, whether you like it or not. So, they are, jump and see. There are things that are there existing in the, in the realm of the spirit, in the realm in which we have come into as children of God, that a lot of us don't know about. But they exist. There are Christians who sit down and cross their leg every day for 30 years. They think they are doing somebody. They are doing their own selves. When you check out and go, you will not get anything. Hallelujah. <laughs> So like I mentioned, we are judged as, not as sons, but we are judged as servants. So all this, all that I'm going to talk about has to do with working for the Lord. The Bimasit is a place where people who work for the Lord and lived for the Lord will receive rewards. If you didn't work for the Lord and live for the Lord, delete it out of your mind. And don't think that, oh, I won't do anything for the Lord. When I get to heaven, I'll just be in heaven chilling. No, there's weeping and there's gnashing of teeth in heaven as well. You will not just be there. God will let you remember all the opportunities you had. All the, he will let you remember every single one of them. You will go through eternity remembering all the opportunities you had. And when you remember, you will just cry and you gnash at it. Ah, I should have done this. Ah, regret. You will have a lot of regret for a long time. I'll show you scriptures. So, uh, it's an inheritance from the Lord for servants. Uh, for those who served the Lord. Colossians chapter 3, verse 23. Colossians 3, 23. And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men. Whatsoever you do, do it what? Heartily as to the Lord and not unto men. Verse 24. Knowing that of the Lord you shall receive the reward of the inheritance. For you serve the Lord Christ. Since you shall receive of the Lord the reward of inheritance. For you serve the Lord Christ. So it's strictly for service. Okay? How many of you are going to serve the Lord? You have to make a decision for that. And start on your course. As I'm mentioning this, I want to let you know that there are two kinds of righteousness. Okay? Two kinds of righteousness. Just to help you understand what I'm trying to drive at. The first one is the righteousness that comes by grace. By grace. It's called the car. Yosune. Mm, let me spell it for you properly. Dikayo Sune. D I K A I O S U N E. Dikayo Sune. And it means the righteousness that is by grace. It's in Romans chapter 5, verse 17. It's the gifts of God. Hallelujah. 
And every child of God has this one. Every child of God has this one. It's for if by one man's offense, death reign by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gifts of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. It's called the gift of righteousness. It's by grace, and every child of God has it. We are made the righteous of God in Christ Jesus. Remember, that one is dikaiosune. But there's another righteousness, type of righteousness called dikaioma. Dikaioma. And it means the righteous acts of the saints. Okay? The righteous acts of the saints. Dikaioma. D-I-K-A-I-O-M-A. Dikaioma. It means what? The righteous acts of the saints is found in Revelation chapter 19, verse 8. Revelation 19, 8. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine lining, clean and white. For the fine lining is the righteousness of saints. The word righteousness is not the same word righteousness on the other side. This, this means the righteous acts of the saints, the righteous deeds of the saints, the righteous doings of the saints. And it describes as the, the lining garment that the saints will wear in the future. Now, every, it's not every saint who will have that. Some saints will not have their garments. So Jesus said that, be careful lest your, your garments are spotted so that you'll be found naked on that day. There are some people who will be found naked on that day because they don't have their garments. If you don't have your garments, you're described as naked. Do you remember that there was this parable concerning a man who invited everybody to come for his, his, uh, his dinner? People came from all over the place. When he came, he came and he saw someone who was not properly dressed. What did he say? He bound him hand and foot and put him into the outer darkness where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. So even though salvation is for everybody, righteousness is for everybody, the, the kaiosune is for everybody, you are expected to have your garment for the wedding, which is the garment of righteousness, the garment of the righteous acts of the saints. What are the righteous acts of the, of the saints? The righteous acts of the saints are the work that the saints do in the Lord. Every work that you do becomes part of your garment. So I'm just trying to help you understand what this Bima seat is about, okay? So like I mentioned, we are just to ascertain if we are ready for new levels of responsibilities in the next age. That is the kingdom age and then the next one. Hallelujah. So the church is a, is a, is a, the church is like a probationary phase for everybody. The church is like a training grounds. The church is to check, the body of Christ is to check you. If you go to work, in, an, in a place. They'll give you three months of probation, isn't it? Sometimes six months to check if you can really do the job. If they realize in the six months that you can't do the job, they'll fire you, isn't it? They realize you can't do the job, they employ you. Now, is the probation the same as the employment? The probation is not that the, the employment. The probation is to check you. And probation is for a short period. So all of your life here on earth is just probation. Just if probation is three to six months, just check the employment. You can work for 30 years. What is six months compared to 30 years? It's not the same. So all your life here on earth is actually probation. To check you whether you will do what God would have you do. Are you following me? If you won't do what God will have you do, you are fired off the job. So what are the things that will be judged? Let's look at some of the things that will be judged at the Bema seat. So the first thing that will be judged is the sorts. The sort of, hmm? sort is S-O-R-T. The sort of, into bracket, motives. The sort of, into bracket, motives. Bracket closed. Building materials we use for God's work. The sort of, into bracket, motives. Building materials we used for God's work. Building materials we used for God's work. 
That's the first thing that will be judged. So at this place, Jesus will sit down and will appear before him. When you appear before him, then he will check the sorts of your building. Okay? The sort of your work. You work for the Lord, but what sort was it of? So look at 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 5. Everybody will appear and everybody will give an account. He says, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 5. Therefore, judge nothing before the time until, until the Lord come, who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness. So someone can be serving the Lord, but he's not serving the Lord with his heart. He's serving the Lord because I said you should serve the Lord. He's serving the Lord not because he understands what he's doing. He's doing it because he was looking for a beloved in the church. And the beloved is a church type of girl. So let's do something so that we'll get close to the girl. After we have gotten the girl, then we'll dog them. We'll dog the church and do whatever we want to do. So they will check what sorts, your motives. He says he will bring to light the hidden things of darkness and will make manifest the counsels of the hearts. The counsels, the motives behind what you did, all that you did in your life. And then shall every man have praise of God. Every man will have praise. But it will, the praise will be different. For some people, there will be so many angels shouting. Hey. For some, just one angel do. Hey. <laughs> and that will be the end. Let's see the Amplified. So do not make any hasty or premature judgments before the time when the Lord comes again. For he will both bring to light the secret things that are now hidden in darkness and disclose and expose the secret aims, motives, and purposes of hearts. Then every man will, have, will receive his due commendation from God. Every man will receive his due commendation from God. So the sort is what to be checked, okay? And it's found also in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Let's read from verse 11. 1 Corinthians 3 from verse 11. Let's read from verse 10 so that it makes more sense. 1 Corinthians 3 from verse 11. Are you following me? According to the grace of God which is given unto me, as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another builder thereupon. But let every man take heed how he builded thereupon. So when you become born again, you are given a foundation. You are brought into a foundation. The foundation is called Christ. Okay, look at the next verse. It says, For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the foundation upon which every Christian must build. We are talking about spiritual things, spiritual buildings, not physical buildings. So all that we are going to talk about has reference to spiritual buildings, not physical buildings. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So whether you know it or not, you are constructing something in the spirit. There's a building you are constructing, not for you to live in, for you to be judged. It's not for you to live in, okay? It's for you to be judged, to see what type of building you have built. And your building is actually your work for the Lord. Like I said, the Bema seat is a place for judging only servants. You are judged concerning your work, okay? It says, for other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid, which is Christ Jesus, or Jesus Christ. Next verse. Now, if any man build upon this foundation gold, if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, it says, every man's work shall be made manifest. Every man's work shall be made manifest. For the day shall declare. What day is that? The Bema Seat Judgment Day. It's referred to as a day. It's called the day of Christ. Okay? It's, it's a day. Uh, for, to God, one day is a thousand, and then a thousand is one day, isn't it? So it could be a thousand years, but it's a day in the eyes of the Lord. So it's called the day of the Lord. For the day shall declare, because it shall be revealed by fire. 
and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. So it's not the multitude of work, it is the sort of the work that will be under judgment. The sort, what you, what you did for the Lord, did you do it out of your heart or you did it out of compulsion? You did it because you were being forced. You did it because you weren't so happy. You did it because you wanted a certain girl. You wanted to be promoted. You wanted for people to see you. Do you understand? Uh, depending on what you did, that day will reveal it. And what you did is what will make the material either be gold, silver, precious stone, or wood, hay, and then stubble. So what is gold? Go up. Gold. Gold is what? Gold is the divine life. Okay? Gold is divine life or divine glory. That is God's glory. Okay? Silver is what? Redemption. Silver is redemption. Silver is always used to represent redemption in the Bible. Then, precious stones. What are precious stones? Precious of life. Temptations, challenges. So you can call it the transformational work of the Holy Spirit in us. Okay? The transformational work of the Holy Spirit in us. Because the Holy Spirit is there, when someone slaps you, instead of slapping back, the Holy Spirit in you will tell you that, don't slap back. Let your hand come. It's the Holy Spirit who restrains and constrains us. So it is his work. All his work is categorized as precious stones. The transformational work of the Holy Spirit. Okay? So on that day, everything that you did out of the divine life that is in you, out of the the life of God that you have, every work that comes out of divinity is what will last. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Okay, let me explain it some more. For instance, as I'm coming to preach to you now, as I'm preaching to you now, if what I'm doing is from my mind and not from the spirit of God that is inside me or the life of God that is inside me, it's a dead work and hence will not show forth on that day. Do you understand what I'm saying? You know, there are people who preach out of their oratorial skills. Their eloquence. They do the things that they do out of eloquence, out of brain work. It has nothing to do with God. He says that they say they prophesy. They prophesy to you and they say this, they say that. But I have not said anything. God did not say anything, but they are prophesying. Do you understand? So he's using his mind, he's using his emotions, he's using other spirits to do what he's doing. So a child of God can also do something not out of the life of God, but out of emotions, out of his mind, out of... Do you, do you understand? Let's say you are coming to sow a seed. We don't just sow seeds. Okay? We don't just sow seeds. As you are sowing your seed, you must, be, you must be conscious of what you are doing. Let's use the communion as an example. Even. You are partaking of communion. You are questioning whether it is Coke, Fanta, or... Sobolo. So even though outwardly you are partaking of the communion, inwardly there's no, there's no life. The divine life has nothing to do with what, what you are doing is not covered with the divine life. Do you understand now? So you are cleaning the chairs. As you are cleaning the chairs in your mind, I'm the only one who is here cleaning these chairs. Every time nobody comes to come and help me clean. Every time I'm the only one. All these ashes that we have in the church, they say they are ashes. They don't know what they are... So yes, you are doing the work. But the challenge that came, you are the only one who has showed up. 
You are, you are the, yes, you are the only one who showed up. But are you doing the work for people who are doing the work for the Lord? You are doing it for the Lord, not for people. You are doing it it's with the Lord in reference. So as you are doing it, you are giving God glory. Thank you that even though I'm the only one here, I still love you anyway. I do this because of you, not because of any other person. I love you and I'm doing it for you. As you are doing that thing, you are even blowing away. So you are celebrating God as you are doing it. You are speaking in tongues as you are doing it. Appreciating God, not complaining. Not criticizing others. Do you understand what I'm saying? Is it to the glory of God? Is what you are doing, are you glorifying God? Are you giving, doing it for God or you are doing it for somebody? Eye service. You know eye service. You want to do it so that the pastor will see you. So that you have some kind of favor before the pastor. You have made a very big mistake. All that you did is nonsense. You did something, but it was nonsense. That is the gold. Then the silver is anything you do to save the souls of men. Like, you must be involved and interested in getting people saved and getting people raised in the house of God. Redemption has to do with salvation and raising the person in the Lord. Do you understand? Hmm. So it's not enough to clean the chest. It's powerful. It's powerful to do. That is why in this church I say, even though you are taking camera, you are playing drums, you have a responsibility of winning souls. You have a responsibility of raising somebody in the Lord. It is not just the things that we do around. We have a responsibility of making sure many souls are raised, many souls are born again. Many people are transformed from their foolishness because there are a lot of Christians who are not correct. Haven't you realized that there's something wrong with you sometimes? Uh-huh. So you need somebody to help you, to help raise you in the Lord. Hallelujah. So redemption, anything that leads someone to Christ or makes the person have Christ formed in them. There are two aspects, leading someone to Christ. There are two things God expects. I've told you already. The first thing is that God expects everybody to be born again. The other thing is that God expects everybody to mature unto sonship. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We expected to mature unto sonship. So anything you do, anything you do to save the souls of men and raise the souls of men is... You are putting in silver into your building. That's what you are doing. Then the last one is precious stones. Allowing the Holy Spirit. These are offenses. When you are offended because of the work. Someone has offended you. Someone has done something wrong to you. Someone has done this. But you don't let that take you out of the church. You still stay and do what God wants you to do anyway. Because the whole, you are allowing the Holy Spirit in you to have his way in you. Not saying that this, this church, this, they did this to me, they did that to me. I'm not coming back. Meanwhile, where you are going to do, not give you the opportunity to do anything for the Lord. You will not hear anything. You will just, you want to be, you see, just two or three days ago, I was talking to a certain young man who was here on campus some years ago, many years ago. He was my senior one year. Now, when he was in school, he was in Lighthouse. He was doing a lot of things for the Lord. Doing a lot of things for the Lord. When he left school and he went to, he said the church he went to, the Lighthouse church he went to, it was too big. And he wanted to be seen, but he couldn't be seen. It's like, even when you're working, you can't be seen. So he decided to leave that church and go to another church that was smaller. Not like church, another church that is smaller, so that he can be a, a professional person in the church and he can be seen in the church. What do you think will happen to his rewards? Zero. Or oh, you don't understand what I'm saying? Some people leave because of one, one offense or the other, because they weren't honored in a certain way. You did something, you weren't honored. Hey, I'm leaving. Your birthday, you weren't recognized. Why are they recognizing the pastor's birthday? They are not recognizing my birthday. 
you are not allowing the Holy Spirit to fall. To work through you and work in you. Going through problems, challenges because of the body of Christ. I described that last time. All the challenges, all the temptations, all the sufferings you go through because of the body of Christ. Because of making the church go on. Not this church. I'm talking about the body of Christ go on. Including this church. Will all form precious stones for you on that day. Remember, every man's work will be tried through the fire. Go back to that place where we're reading. He says, everybody's work will be tried through to go through fire. All these things last. Gold lasts, silver lasts, precious stones last. No matter what happens in time, they still stay. If they go through fire, they are refined. Rather than getting spoiled, they are refined. He says, every man's work shall be made manifest. Everyone's work shall be made manifest. The word manif- made manifest is fanaro. It shall appear. The reality of your work shall appear on that day. Why? For the day shall declare it. That day itself will declare the work. Because it shall be revealed by fire. It shall be revealed by fire. Every man's work will be subjected to fire. On that day, the judgment seat is actually the judgment seat of fire. The beamer seat is actually the beamer seat of fire. So you stand there with your garments. All these things, the gold, the wood, the hay, the stubble are all in your garments. The, the, the silver and all those, they are all in your garments as you're standing there. And then you are taken through fire. What type of fire are we talking about? Revelation chapter 1. Let's read from verse 14. Revelation 1, 14. This is a description concerning Jesus Christ. Okay? This is a description concerning Jesus Christ. He says, when he saw Jesus, he says his head and his hairs were white like snow. And his eyes were as a flame of fire. So Jesus' eyes are flames of fire. So on that day... You will stand before the Lord. Okay? Pastor Prince, I'm the, I'm the one under judgment. You are Jesus. Come and stand in front of me. You stand in front of the Lord. Come closer. And the Lord will be looking into your eyes. Like this. You'll just be looking into your eyes. Just the two of you. You'll be close. Very close. And the Lord will be looking into your eyes. And his eyes are full of fire. The fire will reveal all your works to you. And show you your love for him. Whether you loved him or you didn't love him. Whilst you're on earth. And as you're looking into his eyes like that. Some will be rejoicing to glory. Because all they are seeing are the thing. Ah, if you really loved me. You will see your whole life will play before you. And all the various opportunities you had. To do something for the Lord. And to work for the Lord. Will be played before you. If you did what you were supposed to do. And it was correct. It was from your heart. From the spirit. From the divine life. For the purpose of redemption. It will show. So some people will be rejoicing on that day. As the Lord is looking into their eyes, ah, the intimacy that they had with the Lord on earth will show up in heaven. How close they were to the Lord will show up in heaven. And all those who didn't have that with the Lord and didn't do anything for them will start crying. At the, at the Bima they will start crying. They will see all the opportunities they had. Because it is going to be revealed. The fire in the Lord's eyes will reveal it to you. And you'll be there shaking, crying, weeping. The Lord will say, carry him away to the place where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. Gnashing of teeth has to do with regret. You regret all the opportunities, all the opportunities you had to do something for the Lord. When you have an opportunity to open, you'll be surprised at the rewards that God will give for various things. There's a reward for even giving a cup of cold water to a believer. Yes, there's a reward for fasting. You are fasting, you are not fasting. There's a reward for fasting. So God will show you. It's in the Bible. There's a reward for fasting. There's a reward for prayer. There's a reward for giving. There are rewards. I'll show you all that. I'll show you. I'll show you scriptures. 
So in heaven, there's a place called the outer darkness where people are bound and put. Okay? Oh, hallelujah. So the Lord will be revealed to you. He will be standing there. It's, it's a foot space. You can't go anywhere. Remember, it's a foot space. You are there with him. So yeah, he's looking into your eyes deeply. And so his eyes are the fire that will go burn. You feel, you see, he will compare his sacrifice for you to your sacrifice for him. His sacrifice for you to your sacrifice for him. Jesus sacrificed for you to the point that he died on the cross. What did you do for him in return? I loved you. What, how much do you love me? That's basically the, the judgment, the bimacy judgment for Christians. How much did you love the Lord? That's all. You better believe what I'm telling you because it will happen in your, in your life one day. You better change your mind. God is talking to you now to change your mind as to how you behave with him. Not doing your quiet time. You don't, you, you don't do your quiet Nothing. You just wake up. You just move. You can go for three weeks, one month, and you haven't even read your Bible before. He will, he will check your love for him and tally it. Correspond it with his love for you. And then we'll check who did what. Basically, that's what the judgment is all about. Go back to 1 Corinthians chapter, chapter 3. Every man's work shall be made manifest. For the day shall declare, because it shall be revealed. The word revealed is apocalypsis. It means to declare openly. He will declare it openly. Amazingly, not only the Lord will be seeing it, others will be seeing it as well. In fact, in heaven, the garment you wear, show us a compendium of your life on earth. It gives us a compendium of your life, how you live your life on earth. It is inside your garment. Because your gold, silver, and precious stones and all that are all in your, it's woven into your, your dress. Remember, your dress is your righteous acts for the Lord, isn't it? I just showed it to you. It's your righteous acts for the Lord. So, it will be seen. And everybody, so that day when you come, it is not visible. The Lord, after going to a judgment, it will all be visible. As you are going to a judgment, the gold part will start coming, it will start appearing. The silver part will start appearing. Because it cannot appear until that day. That day is the one, the day that will reveal it, to reveal it by fire and be declared. Okay? For they shall declare because it shall be revealed, apocalypsis, by fire. And the fire shall try every man's work. The word try means to, uh, it's a term used for metals. Okay, to take flaws out, to take impurities out of a metal. So it will take out all the impurities. So all the things that the wood hay stubble. Wood represents humanity. Wood represents humanity. So things that you did out of your emotions. You are emotional. You are angry about something, so you just blast the person. You are angry about something, so you just, you just do something. You do a lot of things out of anger. Not the, There's the anger of the Lord. Not out of the anger of the Lord, but out of your own foolishness. You just do your own thing, behave in your own way. As a child of God, your character is not forming. A child of God's character must form in the Lord. Your character, your, your character must grow and develop. You must become kinder with time. You, you must become gentler with time. You must become more patient with time. God expects it from you. So on that day, all those things will reveal themselves. It shall try. Like I said, wood represents what? Wood is... It's humanity. All those who say, well, I'm a human being, I, I have to do these things. You are working work of wood, plenty. And then, he says, wood, hay. Hay is the same as grass. Okay? And grass represents flesh. The Bible says, all flesh is as grass. Grass represents flesh. Then stubble is that which is reserved for fire. Hmm? Stubble is already reserved for fire. 
It is so useless, it is already reserved. It is not even good for animals to chew. You can't, stubble is uh, uh, sawdust. Animals don't chew sawdust. It is reserved onto fire, basically. So that which is reserved onto fire is referred to as what? As stubble. When grass dries up, it becomes consumable by fire. Wood can be consumed by fire. So by the time you go through the fire, everything of wood, hay, and stubble, every work you did of the Lord that was out of your humanity will be consumed. Everything that you did out of your flesh and everything that you did that were useless, you know you now you know that it's useless already. It will all be consumed. It is only the silver, gold, and the precious stones that will remain. Then you are rewarded according to what is left. Hallelujah. So whatever you do for God's glory on the grounds of redemption according to the transformational work of the Holy Spirit will last forever. Whatever you do for God's glory on the grounds of redemption whatever you do to the glory of God on the grounds of redemption according to the transformational work of the Holy Spirit is what will last forever. That is what will remain. Did you hear me? What you do Whatsoever you do for God's glory on the grounds of redemption. Why are you doing what you are doing? Are you doing it because some people are going to be saved or you are doing it because you will make more money? There are people in places who charge for everything in church. They are playing drums, they are charging. They are playing keyboard, they are charging. They are playing guitar, they are charging. They are moving the sound up and down, they are charging. They are taking camera, they are charging. I'm not paying anybody for all of these things. We don't pay any of these people. We, don't, we won't pay you. The one who's changing the scriptures. We don't have time to pay you. There's no time to pay you, basically. If we pay you, I've denied you of your rewards in heaven. Yeah. I'm not paid for what I'm doing. I'm not paid. The church cannot pay me. If I should charge you, you, you can't pay. Yeah, because my work is, cannot be quantified. So I can't, I can't charge. But there are some people who charge. And do all kinds of things. They are not doing it to the glory of God. They are doing it for their own glory. That is why on that day, the Bible says that many shall come unto me and say, Lord, Lord, but I cast out devils in your name and prophesy. Have you read it before? Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, I believe. Matthew 7, 24. The Bible says, I hear these things. Go down. He's talking about buildings, eh? Building on a rock. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord. They, they, they call him Lord because they know him. Yeah. They are with him. They are born again. They did something for the Lord. He says, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? And in your name have cast out devils. You can't have access to the name of Jesus to cast out devils unless you are born again. Unless you are related to him through the new birth. And in thy name have done many wonderful works. Haven't we done all these things in your name? So what are you talking about? And then will I profess unto them. I never knew you. I never knew you. Hey. The Lord says he never, I never knew you. The word knew there is to allow. I never allowed you. You never consulted me concerning what you were doing. You are doing things, but you never spoke to me. One day, Catherine Kuman decided to help the mother with the laundry because she realized that the mother was really suffering with respect to the laundry. So she waited for the mother to go to town. When she left, she took all the clothes and put them into the washing machine. The brown, the red, the green, with the white. And put a very hot uh, detergent into the thing. That can make the thing bleach. Uh, it can make the, the color drain. She put everything together and pressed 
uh, uh, wash and start and everything wash everything then she took everything out and dried them on the line where the mother would see when she's coming back from from the market as the mother was coming she saw the clothes her clothes lying uh, <laughs> hanging on the <laughs> on the line and Catherine was expecting the mother to be excited but the mother was getting sadder and sadder as she approached the house so she asked the mother why and the mother said nothing but don't do this again <laughs> yeah she thought she was helping but she was destroying the work she, all the white had become brown and all the brown had become something else she was trying to help she did rainbow colors in all the white dresses tie and die she destroyed everything so you can be doing something for the lord but it is actually destroying the work rather than making the work go forward because of the way you are doing it so he tells them i knew you not depart from me ye that work iniquity they worked iniquity hmm? they worked, their hearts deceived them their hearts did not let them do what they were supposed to do they made their hearts lead them wrongly obviously their hearts can be deceitful okay next verse Therefore, whosoever hear these things of sin of mine and do it, them will I liken unto a wise man who built his house upon a rock. And then he goes on. You see, so what are we saying? What have we said so far? Are you making any decision to, to serve the Lord? And are you making decisions to serve the Lord rightly? Okay, so that's the first thing that will be judged. Okay? The source, that is the motive, the materials for our building. God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call 024-563-8314 or send an email to info at christworldinc.com. God bless you.